see there's a lot, a lot of, um, yeah, everyone's kind of always like, oh, yes, like, is this, could this person be another Saren alt? Could this person be, and so I, I guess, like, I, I don't ever have, I, I don't hold any ill will against this person anymore. I don't, I'm more so look back at this time as, as just a, uh, a fascinating story. And so I'm not, in, in kind of recording this, I'm not attempting to dox any person. I, I definitely don't want that. I don't know if this person even, this person's is kind of, has kind of reached a mythical status of like, I don't even know that the, the web of different personas is so convoluted that I don't know if this person could ever be doxed, but that's definitely not my intention. But I, um, Oh man, I have, I, I just kind of want to lay out the facts of what I know, not really trying to pass judgment necessarily either way, but the name Saren gets kind of thrown about in discords and telegrams all over Algo. And I wonder if, if, uh, you know, if, if people wouldn't be interested in just kind of learning the history. I, I'm curious from you, Whit, when was the first time you heard the name? Because you never interacted with, with Saren. She was kind of before your time, right? Yeah, she was uh, in the age before me. Um, so first, it's always been these weird... The way she's brought up is always fascinating to me because somebody is always like we'll say like yeah we but like here's something like i'll be like hey why does anybody do this and they're like oh because we don't want this situation to happen again and i'm like what situation and i'm like well you know i'm like i don't know <laughs> and it's like it, it they well, it's made out to be yeah. this like like this the great war of 1812 or something <laughs> it's like um and finally one day i asked somebody i was like what are you talking about just tell me what you're talking about and they're like well there was this whale and they got entitled and they tried to shut everything down and i was like honestly that's disappointing after all of the the way this has been described you know like it just sounded like it's a little more like i think like this tiny man thing or something i will yeah and that's that's the thing you started to tell me the real story the other day and i was like let's say this for the pod i want to hear this and i want I'm, I, guys, I have summary, not heard a good, any of this. A good summary, I think, and maybe there isn't a good summary that kind of does it justice. Yieldling saved the Algorand NFT community, not necessarily Stitch Bob or anything he did, but the community around Yieldlings were able to survive what I call the Saren effect. And then we can kind of get into that. <laughs> oh wow but yeah what's the saren effect the saren effect uh the saren effect is you gotta buy nfts you think saren would want to buy so this oh, wow. person had so much kind of like um i mean in a way there were a lot of when a lot of whales kind of come into a community and are start starting to buy things up you're like oh Oh wow! Someone just dropped, you know, a hundred and eleven thousand algorand on a algoana. Like that says something right there. You know what I mean? Like people started to to take note and buy and buy and buy to try and you know right. get on that. So just like that, um, in a s smaller scale, this person was significantly influencing the market in the very primordial state that the algorand nft community was one whale kind of could throw literally throw their weight around it and on the one hand they launched things where the amount of algo they put into the community really got things from non-existence to huge i mean the 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 reddit community blew up in a month because I would say this person was buying up a lot of NFTs on the secondary market when there wasn't a lot of secondary action beforehand. And this person was um, actively trying to convince a lot of creators to come over to Algorand from other chains. Um, and that kind of is what 
almost led to Saren's downfall in the end. Kind of, it was kind of an unsustainable thing where it can't just be reliant on one person. So I'll try and go back to the beginning. I have a, I've, I have a, about a two-page Word document. I've tried to, to write everything down, but I can. Um, just oh, this is gonna be so good. I'm <laughs> just um, yeah. Feel free to interrupt me if anything doesn't make sense. Um, no, this is your floor. I'm 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 like intently listening right now because it's, it's it, been a, about a month again, coming I, for me to. I know. this I considered this person a friend. If you could have friends online, right? So again, I I hope it seemed like this person was struggling with a lot of personal mental issues towards the end. And I hope that if they're, I don't know if they're listening, they could be, but I, I you know, I hope they're doing better. I hope they're in a better spot. Um, and I, I'm going to fondly remember most of the things, most of the time spent in the community with this person. So I just kind of want to throw that out there. I'm not trying to, not trying to go on a winch hut or try and like ruin someone's fame. I just think it's an incredible story that I, that I want to tell. But, um, most people know this person by the name Saren, or Saren Star, which again, I don't think that's their name. I don't think I'm doxing this person by saying that. I, I think that was a username. Because before they were Saren Star, they were known under the Reddit username. I'm going to go back two personas, actually. So the very first Reddit username username I could track them back to was called Unironic Misanthrope. And wow. this this person was selling um they were selling some NFTs and buying some NFTs in the very early Algorand Reddit. Um nothing super notable about this person, but they had a like a you can still see their NFTs it's on the blockchain it's there forever um, but they had some nfts that they were selling and it was mostly like photography with the they would throw kind of um a little bit of movement into the photography so it'd be like a picture of the beach and it would uh there would be some like sh a filter over it or th things like that anyway they would sell those or give them away i mean it was very early days of nfts most people were just giving away NFTs at that point. Um, not a lot of people interested in spending on NFTs on Algo. So it was kind of just to jumpstart. People were kind of giving away NFTs. Um, that person quickly, they deleted their Reddit account. And I don't know why, but they came back as under the name uh, Cap Captain American Not. And everyone just called them Cap. And Cap was a completely different person from what I can, like, personality-wise. When they came out, they were larger than life. They wanted their finger in every NFT project pie. They were doing collabs with everyone. They And it would always be, like, an American-themed collab. And they, their profile picture was, uh, like, Chris Evans. And um, this was, like, the first Algo NFT celebrity. And people were trying. People were saying that this person was Elon Musk, which is <laughs> hilarious. But, you know, this they were wow. like, they were like, who has this much money? Um, there would be projects that would be free giveaways, and this person would be like, yeah, I'm buying that for two hundred algo. You know what I mean? Wow. This, this person was like, yeah, I'll buy it. You know, just buying up everything, and and this is what kind of started the alga what, what i call the sarin effect but it's it was like they would buy up there were there were three or four artists that um i can remember very early on this person would buy everything that they came out with algorithm mtz uh algorithm has left i don't know what happened to them they seem cool i think they got kind of burnt out MTZ left. They did the World of Light. They definitely got burnout. I, that's another story. The MTZ saga. You have to have me on next week. Uh, yeah, episode two or uh, part two. Part two. Uh, Professor 
Bird in uh, his In Space series. He's a, he's a really cool dude. I'm actually friends with Professor Bird. But um, he's still around. Um, I think he just goes by The Professor now, but he's on Twitter. He's still coming out with stuff. But anyway, everyone would try and get these free giveaways or these, you know, they'd try and buy these. Again, everything was done via PMs. It wasn't, there was no marketplace. And so everyone would try and buy these and immediately flip them to Cap. And like, oh, do you think Cap's going to like this new series? Things like that. Um Cap, a couple notable things before we move on to when they became Saren, but Cap came out with his own token called Liberty Bond, which was like supposed to be an Algo NFT community token, and he basically just distributed it to artists, and the artists were doing little giveaways and things like that. So, I mean, it was mostly just... It was a way for Cap to kind of have a role to play in these different projects, but it was kind of like a short-lived token. People didn't use it too much. Um, Cap did a, a bunch of his own series, which were like Elon Musk photoshopped onto scenes of like... Um, yeah, a lot of like Elon Musk... Photoshops, uh, NFTs. Yeah, they're pretty funny. I mean, it's like you know, it's like a, a classical painting with like Elon Musk face on it. You know, things like that. This is they where would... I need a. This is where I need a Jamie. I'd be like, hey Jamie, can you look that up? I'm trying to see. Uh yeah, we could uh, on AB2. I've got. I, I'll send you later on. I'll just send you a lot of. I have like a million. Uh, I mean, you can still you can still find them. Uh, there's. Still... I need to eventually figure out how to. I would like to be able to eventually do like a YouTube and Twitch, you know, try to do everything I possibly can. Oh man, that'd be, and that'd it, be interesting. It's for instances that. like this, so that you could be like, look at this Elon Musk in, you know, Starry if you, Night. <laughs> if you ever put, if you put the, uh, if you ever put this podcast on YouTube, we can say right here. Let's pause for a moment. There's an example. You see it right there. Yep. Yeah. It's in post. No, I'm seeing it right now. Yeah, we're looking yep, at it yep. together, yep. and the whole oh. audience is missing out. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Amazing. No one, That's a great piece. Um, he really made a splash when he bought... So, MTZ, or, I mean, his name was just Matt. Um, he's he's fully doxxed, by the way. I, I, a lot of people pretty much... He did not do a good job of covering his tracks, which makes me think he never intended to rug, but things just got out of hand and decided that was what he wanted to do. But uh, yeah, if you're going to rug the whole community, you better make sure you've got your track. Like, I could never do it. People could figure out who I am fairly easily. I, I could never try and pull something like that off. But um, I don't know. You have two names. I do. I Gary they or pick Alan, one. which one is it? Yeah, they'll they'll go to <laughs> they'll they'll sue uh, Gary Jules, singer songwriter of uh, of Mad World fame. Oh, that's who that is. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, everyone's the, like, uh, someone was like, "Are you really Gary Jules?" I was just like, "Yeah." Is that the guy who covered it for? Yeah, the, the Tears for um, Fears is the original, but he that covered trailer? It for Donnie Darko yes. movie. Uh, oh, because I remember the first time I ever heard it, and maybe I'm a little bit younger than some people, but the first time I heard it was that Gears of War trailer. Oh, he the original song is by Tears for Fears, and then he did a cover of it for the right, and then that was in the movie Donnie Darko, which kind of made it popular. But then there's been a lot of covers of it since then. But anyway, oh, and there was a different guy that covered it. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad we sorted that out. That was actually in the script, guys. Okay, yeah, we're on topic. <laughs> So, Cap came out with some of their own pieces. Some of them were just like Adobe stock photos with like an Algo logo on it. Um, but, you know, mm. when someone's a celebrity, they kind of get a lot of attention. Everyone was trying to buy their art um, or, you know, their Adobe stock photos with the Algo on it. That was kind of... <laughs> Those those were all the rage at one point. Was it just the Algo Loto wow. slapped onto a stock photo or something? Um, and they were popular, or were they kind of 
they, they're, I mean, people had no idea what. Mocked. No, they weren't mocked. They were like, yeah, this is a cool thing. Uh, I think people really didn't, didn't quite know. I mean, I, it kind of, it was kind of a phase. Um, gotcha. But anyway, um, he bought the first ever MTZ NFT for 40,000 algo. And at the time, with the price what? of algo, yeah, it was 64,000 US dollars. What? And I was like, there's oh. no way. And, and, and I was like, there's no way. Let me look it up. And I looked it up on the chain, and it's like, there's the money from his wallet. There's the money from, and it was a, tr- it was one of these peer-to-peer swaps. You know what I mean? It, it was sent, just sent over, and then they sent the NFT, and they sent, uh, they did a fifty because the the very first MTZ. This raised a lot of eyebrows, and I, I'm still to this day like, this man, was this like an inside job just to kind of try and pump MTZ? I don't know, but... Dude, my mouth just finally closed. Like, I cannot... <laughs> that is insane! It is, and... That is... I'm serious, like, I was just speechless for a whole minute. I cannot and... even fathom something being going for that much. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Yeah, and so that... So you said Single. sixty what? Sixty what? Sixty four thousand U.S. dollars. Sixty four thousand dollars. Yeah, and so everyone was like, "No that wonder." Was, oh. That was like the record in the space for the longest time, and and this, and so on the one hand, I'm like, "There's no way someone would just drop that amount." It had to have been to an alt account, had to have been an inside job, it had to have been all these different things, which it very well likely could be, except for the fact that I know this person legitimately dropped that level of money on other legitimate people, myself included, and we'll get to that. Not that amount. She didn't buy any of my stuff, (laughs) but she would would drop like a thousand algo. On just like a, she she Discord bot tipped me point uh, five ETH one time. Just like actually, she's like make me some good ass art. Probably like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean now it would be two thousand around that time. Yeah, Man, but, that's... but around the time it was like a thousand bucks. This is like. Pfft. I was driving in the car, and I was at a red light, and I look at my phone, and I see that, and I, like, almost, I was like, I told told my wife, I was like, I just got $1,000 tipped to me on a Discord bot. It was, why? it was, it was crazy. It was just like, so, so some people who, who see something like that, they're like, there's no way this could have been a legitimate thing. I'm not going to say it was. I'm also not going to say it wasn't. I don't know. I saw it on the blockchain. The creator got fifty percent royalty. The, the she didn't even buy it directly from the creator. She bought it from a guy who won it in a free giveaway. That's how things were. Everything was given away for free because everyone was just trying to get people into their NFT project. So everyone would just give away stuff for free. And this one guy who got it for free is like, I have the first ever one. She was like, he wanted a hundred thousand for it originally. She talked him down to forty, and then to give half to the creator. Anyway, he's he's gone. He left with that money. I would too. I'd. I'd be like, cool, I'm not Yeah. Surprised. But he, um, MTZs were pumped because of that. So anything with his name on it instantly was worth so much more. And everyone was trying to buy them to sell them to Cap. Um, Cap even had this, like, collaboration series with MTZ that turned out to be mostly stolen art. Um, it was, and they, they ended up taking it down and not selling it because I got together with a couple other creators and was like, I did a reverse image search and found that this is the real artist, and they just kind of photoshopped this other person's art to make it look like their own. Yeah. Um, and that's not cool. And they both right. kind of claimed that it was the other person's idea to do it. So I don't know. Everyone was too kind of infatuated with both parties to seriously hold their feet to the fire that was big red flag number i don't know it was one of the first big red flags but i think people were too 
I guess I'll, I'll only speak for myself, was pretty blinded by a lot of the money that was being poured in and the amount of money that was potential to make that to, to really try and call them out on it is I didn't want to be kind of blacklisted from this kind of money that was being funneled into the, the NFT community and like these early yeah. guys, right? So everyone's like, who's cap? Who's cap, right? Who's this person who just dropped? I mean, you're, we live in an age where someone dropped triple that on a Goana. So it's not unreasonable to think. Right? But back then it was crazy. But back then in the days, especially with the peer-to-peer trade, that's the crazy part too, where it's just like someone trusted someone else so much that they just sent it over without a smart contract, right? They just sent it over. Here's 40,000 algo. Now please send me NFT, right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. This I, person. So I mean, cool. I think even still, you know, the way this is described, these MTZ cards, they weren't that they didn't have the same kind of. They didn't carry the same weight that an Algoana does. You know, it, doesn't, it seems like it was at like the, a smaller community at the time. MTZ was everything. It was like. Everyone was saying this is the Even... first mover, the first big NFT project on Algorand. They were saying like, the... basically, even before Saren bought this piece, it was um around the same time. So I okay again I, that did a huge that did a huge favor to MTZ, but even before. It was already that, a big deal. Even before that. It's kind of like Alchemon. Sure. It was like... Um, or even... Okay. It, everything was spinny cards at the time. I don't know. I didn't... That That's definitely been a thing we have. It's kind of started to phase out, and we don't see as many of those, but... Let me, let me continue. I'm, I'm halfway through <laughs> the, the first page of this two page. Okay, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Everyone was asking. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even halfway through. But uh, the first page, we, we got a lot to go. Everyone was like, "Who's Cap?" You know, there were theories. It's Elon Musk. There were theories. It's some. There, there were theories that this is an Algorand executive kind of come, like, come into AstroTurf, make it look like this grassroots NFT movement was happening. Maybe it was some big. VC kind of coming. People thought it was the BG from Borderless Capital. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's like I. He asked me to this day who was this person. I don't know. I I don't know who they were. Um, but at one point they kind of come out and they're like, "Listen, I've been lying to everyone. I'm not a man. I'm actually." My name's actually Saren. Um, I th- thought the community would accept me more if I was a man, because it's mostly a dude's club anyway. Um, and everyone took it really well. And I don't know how much people took it really well because it's a really small, tight-knit community, or if it was because they wanted this person to keep spending money on the community, or if they legitimately were like, that's, that's awesome that you're kind of coming out as who you are. Either way, so uh, nobody was skeptical that this was like a PR move. Um, it seemed uh, so. Like after this photoshopped seemed, incident, with the photoshopped incident, they they kind of came out like, "Hey, we're gonna sell these NFTs," and and I, I kind of talked to them privately, and they they kind of took those down before they sold any, so it wasn't like they had made a bunch of money off of like stolen art so i don't think they had gotten a huge i don't i don't think they got huge blowback from that okay gotcha but um everything was kind of like it's kind of like the wild west i don't know everyone was just kind of photoshopping stuff onto stock photos it was a different time but um (laughs) let me see so I have I have titles for each chapter on here. This is this one's called Chapter Three: Saren Star NFT Goddess. <laughs> this is so amazing. She um, 
she um, was a self-described divorce. She had recently gone through a heavy divorce, apparently. Um, and she and her husband had made a ton of money in Ethereum and Ethereum NFTs and were coming over. They had done some other NFT chains, but then they were coming over into Algorand. Her husband divorces her. She's kind of going through a lot. And kind of her way of dealing with it was just buying NFTs. Like, I don't know, some people go and shop at the mall. Some people buy NFTs. She would just buy up everything on the market. Wow. Um, she claimed to have over 8,000 NFTs, which is a, is a gross exaggeration, but she still had way more than anyone else. So I will say right. that. I don't think it was like 8,000. I mean, she had multiple, I do know she had multiple, she had gone through the limit on multiple wallets, which I do know is a thousand. If I had to estimate, I would say from what I knew in Algorand, she probably had around 3,000, which is still absurdly Yeah, that's still massive collection. Well, I say that. I used to think one NFT, NFT was an absurd amount, and <laughs> I'm probably... Look at us in the I probably don't want to count now, right? how many I have. You probably got a hundred. Right. Oh, yeah. So, Easy. So... I probably have a hundred tiny trolls. You kidding me? <laughs> I know I have a hundred rugs. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I love I love those rugs. Um, so They're she... Awesome. She made a... Her own Discord. So everything was very centralized in one Discord. There wasn't, it's not like it is today where every project had this different Discord. There was one Discord, and every, if you were a project, you were in that Discord, you know, trying to sell your stuff. It is no longer a thing, unfortunately. It was kind of a ghost town for the last few years, but, or <laughs> feels like that for the last few oh. months of its life, anyway. A few um, NFT years. few NFT there's, years. There's 10 NFT years in one regular year. She started a Discord central, uh, centered around gambling called Crypto Vegas. And oh, she. I've seen. You've seen. I've the, seen the, the NFT for that. Yeah, there's a. She's made a bunch of NFTs for it. I have a bunch in my wallet. Because um, I was a. I frequented the Vegas. It was so fun. I will give her. I will give her that. It was a blast. People would. Uh, I made a bunch of good friends that I'm still friends with today in the Vegas uh, scene. But people would just basically be like, I'll put up an NFT, you put up an NFT, right? So you, I, I'll put up my moon dude, you put up your tiny whale, and we're gonna roll Discord dice. Oh, tiny whales and moon dudes didn't exist back then, but you get the point. Right. Uh, and, and whoever rolls higher, they get both, right? So we would do a lot of those. It would be like, she would do these, she gave away she when when yieldly dropped she had a couple million yieldly and she would do these giveaways of like a hundred thousand yieldly she's like like one of the wow. discord bots she'd be like hey everyone like... jump jump in my discord someone random is gonna win a hundred thousand yieldly and we started a yieldly uh uh, what did we start? It was like the Yieldly... Oh, shit, I can't remember. I haven't... We made an NFT to commemorate it. But it was a group of us who agreed if we were one of the ones who won, we would uh, send a small percentage to the other people in the group. Like, we would keep 90%, but the other 10% was distributed amongst the people in the group. It was really fun. Um, it was just a blast. It was like 24-7. There were people always just, like, chatting talking i got in trouble a few times because i was just i would just talk shit uh about people and it was like what's that what what you talk about in vegas stays in vegas and people would like catch wind that i was talking shit about their project or something um that's also i i've i've like since that point in time been like really tried to watch how i talk about people talk about things because i think it's it's easy to kind of right in the moment i'm just kind of like 
talking shit and everyone's just kind of like ragging on each other and it's like you screenshot something out of contact they're out of context anything can just be like the worst thing ever right so i've learned a little bit from that time uh, i will say i my mouth a little too often back then and i still do just occasionally but i try and do it less dude i love it there's there's a lot of there's a lot of political you know, people just have to be political and, and tactful, oh, especially totally. if you're running projects and whatnot. And when the whole thing with Pixel Guys went down and you just had a picture of the moon and you said, full disclosure. <laughs> Did yeah, I laugh? Like, full disclosure. I, it's just like, I laughed for like five minutes. <laughs> whenever there's It like, was so funny. Whenever people are like getting really butthurt or like getting really like uptight about something or like taking something way too seriously i just try and come in with just a joke you know what i mean not taking sides on if something is good or bad but just like let's just let's not take no let's not take ourselves so seriously i don't know there there is so much and i don't want to i my last episode i talked about this for a long time but just in general it's just some weird heroics sometimes it's like everybody's trying to we're all gonna make it don't worry like i don't yeah, like everybody gets so up in arms over things, and it's like, guys, it's like the we're just way here that, to hang out. We're all gonna make it. The, I agree. Like the Pixel guys probably could have handled that situation a little better, but I think, like at the end of the day, it's if that's the worst thing that happens to our community, you know, I don't. It's, it's not a, in my mind. It's I, I'm still I'm still back and I still holding my my Pixel dudes. So, all right. Yeah, I'm like an ambassador over there, so I, I can't talk too much. I can't say too much about it. Yeah, I know you. Just you, kidding. But uh, uh, Saren, we, we gotta make it through page one. We are uh, two chapters away from page finishing page one. Not even joking. That's not an exaggeration. She comes out with her own gambling coin with ten million coins minted. She was selling each coin for one algo. And that was, like, me, and I won't drop names, but a couple of the people were, like, red flag, red flag. And um, we talked to her, and we're like, you can't, you can't just do that. That's, one, that's immoral. You can't just decide your coin has a $10 million market cap fully distributed. You know what I mean? Like, Right. But it was also she was saying things like I do have screenshots, so let me read these word for word. I don't wanna I don't wanna butcher this. Uh oh man. I have too many screenshots. <laughs> um Oh gosh. Oh no. Um Oh gosh! I'll just splice in some Jeopardy music, or, or probably some uh, royalty-free music here. I can't find it. I have. I have. Have a... Humble Doug put something together? Yeah, I. She said that it, this would be a, um, a community token that could be swapped on chain for any of these other tokens that other communities had. So there were like other community tokens as well. And she claimed this was going to be like the Uniswap of Algorand. And people were like, yeah, let's, let's buy it up. Let's buy all these coins. And I was oh like, my God. this is like, you're defrauding people. You can't do that. And then so she said, she came out with this stuff like, I talked to my lawyer. She gave everyone refunds, but she was like, you know, that wouldn't be a good idea. And so it's like, it was this weird thing where you had this duality of this person where on the one hand, they were the most generous, willing to spend, giving away. They would buy NFTs for like 200 algo, then turn around and give it away in their Discord. You know what I mean? They would just buy up all this stuff and then just give it away. And it was like, on the one hand, they were so generous. And on the other hand, it kept feeling like they were about to scam the community. So she was so invested in MTZ, she kind of freaked out. And the kind of the straw that broke the camel's back was there. This is even, you'll love this, how we used to do auctions. Kind of like we do in the grocery discord, but it was on Reddit. 
and you just comment under a comment and you just comment a number and that was what you bid and people would just come in two day old accounts and just troll people who are bidding and just bid them by one more and and it got to the point where oh. people would just come in and knew Saren would it was a pride thing like they she had to win every auction and I would always bid like I'd always be the first one to bid I'm like no one to, you know it's kind of like with in the grocery store game where it's like you know there's whales gonna come in and just outbid you but it's like no one tell Saren I'm coming in I'm gonna try and get this NFT and then just like she comes in and it's like alright good game it's over but then you'd see someone who would bid bid them one more so she'd be like 100 out and be like alright good game and then someone would be like 101 so she'd come back in 200 201 so she'd come back in 500 501 and so she'd come back in 1000 1001 that and was, these were two day old accounts that never that intended was, to actually buy them, this some of them were legit some of them were not so the problem is the legit people also got lumped in with the not legit people and we had this like a couple weeks where there were a lot of different people kind of trying to outbid her she would verbally attack anyone who tried to outbid her um, which is like, yeah, you got to just let people outbid you. That's kind of how bidding works, right? If they're bidding within the rules, yeah. first auction. Have to do it. so that's an auction. Um, but it was a pride thing and they were, they were claiming anyone who tried to outbid them, they claimed that they were running up the bid, which might've been true. Might not have been because true. Some people I, were, I some people were, some people were legitimately trying to buy these anyway. Right. That led to a big fallout between her and MTZ. She kind of uh, is calling on anyone who holds these NFTs to be banned from her Discord. There's a couple times where her Discord, she shut it down, then she'd open it back up a, a few weeks later. Um, it started to be very clear that she's pretty unstable. She kind of... Um, she accused people of like like that it was like very set like the only reason we were uh being this way is because it was like a boys club it was like uh sexism um when really we were like no like we want you to be a part of this but you can't just verbally attack people go off on people whatever um at some point along the line i don't know if this is oh hey we're on page two Woo. Uh, there, uh, we... there was, uh, she had a run of, like, uh, not safe for work, um, NFTs, which were... What were they called? <laughs> you're, you're, like, ready to look them up right now. Um... No, I, I've just seen a few different ones, and um... I want to know if she made one of them. Do you know, it's okay I, if you no, don't I, Honestly, I think it was, like, Saren erotica or something i don't i honestly don't know not a big fan um uh but yeah i, I would know. never get something like that but i know there was like in your wallet like why would you because everyone can see what's the nfts in your wallet like why would you that's it felt weird to me but apparently well, i wanted were... i want to derail this for one second because i have to know yeah, because on algo x nft for like a week there were these algo babes I don't, Did you see these? No, I didn't. I don't go on the. I always get outbid at the last second, and I'm glad that they have the like no snipe rule again. But I find it hard. I want to buy <laughs> when I want to get an NFT. I just want to click it and buy it. I, I hate waiting right. for auctions to be over. It's I don't go on there a ton unless there's something I really like. Um, but I have not. I, I have get. I get you. And I won't. I, I don't just think those are. I don't that. think that those are. I mean, it could be. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what they're, they're they're probably not. But um, I was so I've never been so uncomfortable in my life. <laughs> I've been in some uncomfortable situations. <laughs> and they say like they say NSFW and so like there there's mingos that have been marked NSFW on there. That's so funny. I clicked it. And all I'm gonna say was there's a cactus. Oh uh, I mean, this and looks, a hole. This looks like <laughs> 
this stuff it was so uncomfortable was more like um it was more like pinup art with a a heavy filter on it that made it kind of hard to to see it was um weird it uh i remember talking to some people who actually found the original images and it's not Saren. I mean, it was that was borrowed images too, but apparently it was her. She was like, I just took this, I made this art myself. It's a picture of me, and here, you know, buy it. But it also brought back results from reverse image searches. So that was again so weird. That's kind so of a theme weird. of like a theme of like stolen work, more lies, kind of what's truth. Um, yeah. But the money was real. That's weird. The money was real. So, for example, a good friend of mine, you know Hurley, uh, he made the Algo Bros. She was buying all of those. She bought the very first, she bought number one for 10,000 Algo. And that wasn't to an alt account. I know the guy who got that. He was like, holy crap. I just put it up. You know, people just throw things up. People are always like, why would you throw up that NFT for such a crazy price? Because you never know. That's the reason. Because you never know. you don't want the Saren effect. The Saren effect. Yeah, you never know. You're buying things just to sell to Saren. The only reason I've started buying Yieldlings, I mean, I thought they looked really cool. I didn't know anything about them, but I thought, you know, who would really like these? I bet Saren will buy a bunch of them. And she did. Um, <laughs> she she kind of got Yieldlings, at least the price action that went through the roof at the very beginning. She was part of that. It was part of the effect. But. Like I said, the community was able to, with the Saren effect pumping the price, also comes, she stops buying, the price crashes. Which makes sense, right? Um, right. The community was able to survive her attempting to crash the market. When she had a, you might have heard of her crazy super sale. She sold all of her yieldlings in like a 24-hour, 48-hour period. A lot of people got some good deals, but basically... Unlike some of these other projects where she tried to sell everything, none of it sold, crashed the market, the Yieldling community was able to absorb that. Anyway, she was really good at recruiting artists from other chains. And also, the community kind of helped out because she was like, yo, we need to get some big-time artists in here. Um, She was also like, this is around the time she started hating pixel art, which is funny. But she would bring in these artists from other chains and basically saying, like, no one wants to buy your stuff on ETH. Come over to Algo and I'll buy it all up. So shoot, these new artists would come in and just be like, here's my painting. It's 500 Algo. She'd be like, boom, I just bought it. And just kind of, like, make it rain on these new artists. Um... She claimed that she had put in an order to buy... (laughs) I can't believe this is... This is not confirmed. I only saw a 15,000 algo transaction on the blockchain, but she claimed that she was... That was a pre... That was like a down payment on a 500,000 algo physical 3D, 3 foot by 3 foot cube that was backed by an nft um i don't think that ever came to fruition um wait there was a physical three foot by three foot cube yeah this this artist from another chain came over and was like um she was buying up everything he was making and there was this like cube and she was like i just dropped half a million algo on this cube and everyone was like no you didn't she's like well not yet but i'm going to um I don't think she ever ended up doing that. Um, at one point, Crypto Vegas became the Crypto Palace. She claimed she had investors looking to spend $4 million on her Discord. Sorry. Yeah, $4 million investing in her Discord. Um, she was putting So out... Crypto Vegas was up for sale. And... It was... I... I... It... I just am trying to wrap my head around people kind of just ignore what the motivation. 
That's that's the big that's the biggest mystery. If you can answer that question, you'll unlock the secrets of the universe. I don't know what the motivation was, but she was putting out about about five to ten pieces of her NFT art every day, which was like a stock photo with like a filter on it. Um and would kind of like complain like why is no one buying my art? And it wasn't super expensive. I mean it was like 10 to 15 algo each which like i would buy an occasional one um i yeah. knew that they weren't like original art or whatever but she had done so much i was like yeah i'll buy them she was still a huge celebrity in the algo space everyone kind of knew her or she, she was more like infamous at that point um she kind of started like begging people to buy her art and saying that she was broke. Um, she was asking people like, hey, go place bids on my art in like Dart Room. She was selling on Dart Room. Like, hey, go place a bid on my art and I'll, I'll pay you back. But she like wanted to, to, to look like her art was selling. And then she... Oh, wow. So she was... Yeah, this is kind of, this is kind of like towards the downfall like none of the like outbursts or things like that were what did it but it was really the this the big thing was the alt accounts ended up no one would kind of bid for her on her own art so she kind of had to take that into her own hands started buying up her own art pumping her own price and that's kind of the final straw but before that she claimed she was broke trying to feed her family um, at the same time, tweeting about her, like, custom interior, like, Tesla, right? So it was... Wow. It was kind of like this, like, what's what's real? And, and people were like, hey, like, don't you have two million yieldly still? And she was like, yeah, but if I pull that out, just think of the taxes I'll have to pay. I live in a state where the taxes are really high, right? Things like that. Um, so they also didn't understand how gains tax works. <laughs> <laughs> Clear, because she bought too much, um, whatever. Apparently, yeah. like, yeah, apparently she was out of money, which, the way she spent on NFTs, I, I believe it, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I believe that the well was running dry. I don't know what her plan was to, to make it back. I, I don't know. She. It sounds to me like this this crypto Vegas whatever that coin was i forget what you called it it sounds like there that were a was her different coins yeah there were a couple different coins a lot there's a lot of desperation here oh and it, like, yeah it only gets worse this, like, it seems like it, and, she she said that she went to rehab for a little while and and said that she went she was in a mental hospital but i don't know if i can really believe i i, I believe that she was struggling with mental health but also i know that like in a mental hospital you also don't have access to your phone and to the internet 24 7 but she was still on discord on twitter and making nfts buying and selling things like that very regularly while still being you know claiming that she's in a mental hospital things like that it just kind of like things didn't add up um she kept saying like how she was going to burn algo nfts to the ground um which in a, in a way she kind of did she started like she got kraken to list a thousand of her nfts at a reverse auction all 1000 nfts in a single wallet started at 3000 algo each and the price would drop to zero over a week and I think oh, wow. you can see where this story is going. I mean, if you put your whole wallet at auction for like a way too high price and it would eventually drop to zero over a week, and you're claiming at the same time how you're going to burn the community to the ground, not a lot of people bought in this reverse auction. Um, I mean, partially I was like... And these are the ones she made. No, Did she no, make these or were these, these were her... the, the ones she had bought. So these were all ones from oh. like really like older, like more established 
uh, like these are the old OG projects, things like that. And they, they didn't end up selling. Um, so she that's kind of when she severed ties with with Kraken, and he also severed them for a good reason too, and was like, hey, you can't sell on Rand anymore. She sold a bunch of stuff on AB2 for super cheap, and kind of disappears for a while. We're like, okay. Is she gone? She she had been talking about like very, very serious mental illnesses, so I think a lot of people were, like, that she struggled with, I think a lot of people were legitimately concerned. Like I said, this person at one point I, I did consider a friend of mine. And then one day, this is this is kind of the beginning to the end, I promise. I was, thank you. Any, anyone who's still listening, you're a, you're a trooper. Um, oh, everybody, I'm I'm so into this. <laughs> if you're not into this... Go to hell. <laughs> oh, I don't want to tell you to go away. Yeah. <laughs> one day... In, please stay. In, <laughs> please. One day in early <laughs> September... Um, the crypto vegas palace discord was just like gone um she was not seen for over a week she posts a a note from her family to twitter saying which this is i found interesting because like if i were struggling with anything i don't think anyone from my family would think to get on my uh crypto twitter to say anything but i don't know that apparently from her family said that she was taking some time away from things and everyone was like hey positive vibes like hope you get better um that day she shows up under a different name in the discord named trip master flash and this person um already knew like brand new discord account they already knew, seemingly knew a bunch of the artists and like they were buying up art in a big way just like saren had done and a lot of people were getting suspicious she claimed she was from these like big uh eth projects and a few members started digging digging around and kind of called her out like hey you're not part of these teams on these uh ethereum projects and um and we noticed she actually it it all came out that this person was also saren and we noticed that that saren and tripmaster flash had been bidding on each other's auctions on dart room yeah and so that was kind of like okay you're you are bidding on your own stuff to try and pump the price or to try and legitimize it. She comes in as a third, as an even uh, another account called Inspect. This sounds so made up. Inspector Wreck. Uh, and, and Inspector Wreck. Inspector Wreck. And so she comes in calling out Tripmaster Flash. Uh, but apparently, that, you know, that's another Saren alt. And there's, I have more proof of that but you know she comes in and saying like oh you know she's calling out Tripmaster Flash she's having an argument with herself with two, two different discord <laughs> accounts um, and eventually everyone was just like we're just going to ban you from our subs uh, ban you from like our discords because it, it's just it was exhausting at that point uh, Saren can now be found under such names on AB2. So they're just going to have a list of current Saren uh, AB2 names, which is funny. I don't think she's trying to hide anything. It's all the, you know, the OGs remember these, remember her buying these NFTs. So they're coming up, they're popping up for sale on uh, AB2. It's It's pretty obvious who's behind these accounts, but there's there's Dan's yeah. there's Dan's vinyl. There's Ron's rare goods. There's bad la- there's bad glasses. And a couple other ones. Uh you know, it, it's pretty obvious like, oh, okay, you have you're trying to sell MTZ1, right? The 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 infamous piece that she paid 
40k algo for it. It's like that's up for sale on AB2 now. So it's like clearly only one person has that. We know who this is. This isn't anyone else, but you know it's under a different name. Right. Let me let me post some here if you want to see. Posting in the. I want to see so so yeah, I mean, there's a lot more. This wallet it. address, this wallet address starts with Keanu. Yeah, so she was one thing she was really big into was was uh, what's it called? Um, vanity wallet uh, creation. So Sir so Flip Wicks. <laughs> so. And the website is Google.com. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I, she kind of stopped trying. At a certain point, uh, it just became pretty funny. So yeah, like like this one, the 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 wallet even starts with rare Ron, which is a pretty pretty impressive. Lass, the, the Keanu, yeah, they all start with different things. And these are just a couple that I that I was able to pull up. Um, yeah. It, it it was a whole big uh, thing. It's kind of exhaust. It was exhausting. Sorry, it was exhausting at the time. Oh my gosh, you have more for me. Lassa, Laseo, bad lasses. Yeah, and then rare Ron. Ron. The I don't know if you've seen one, but um, yeah, it's just I, rare Ron. Yeah. Um. Oh. Again, this person. I I I've heard that they're around in other discords. This is what's his name in Waterworld as the picture for Rare Ron's NFT yeah, Park. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't. I don't think they're trying to like hide necessarily who they are on these. They're just being they're just, goofy. Yeah, they're just being goofy. But I, it, it's just it's. Oh man, it's such. Again, like I said, it was. This this person was so I, I do believe they struggled a lot with mental illness and I think that could probably explain why there were these highs and lows of you know I'm not a I'm not a doctor I don't want to diagnose two, anyone but there was a lot of like there's two explanations there's somebody with mental issues like you're saying or yeah. just a bored billionaire that's all I, that's all I can call a bored just... Like it's either it's either Elon Musk or it's Zanny, <laughs> whatever yeah, I, you know. I don't, I don't know, and I think it they they had the money, so it's not it wasn't all smoke and mirrors. It was legitimate life changing money. That's the money craziest for part to me. Um, and it, it had a massive grip on the NFT market, and most people you talk to them and you're like, because we watched. Her buying in different NFT markets, like okay, so she there's Project A, it comes out. She starts buying Project A. The floor goes up 10x because not only is she buying it, other people are buying it to try and flip to her. Other people are buying it just because they're seeing the price action. So all of those things combined, and then she then she starts dumping it. Everyone else is like, oh, she's not going to buy my stuff anymore. They stop buying. The artist is kind of screwed because no one's buying their stuff anymore. And it kind of left in its wake kind of like a carnage of you really don't see. I've got a whole NFT wallet filled with artists from the very early days. And you just like, I, I wish that people were buying NFTs because they wanted to or buying nfts for the art or buying nfts for the community but it was buying nfts to flip to one whale and that's not a healthy way to build any economy any market and so i think a lot of people realize that and were worried if if she goes away if she goes off the deep end or if she tries to burn the community to the ground that she'll succeed and it was um i think there was a lot of fear of like oh we got to kind of keep her happy so that she doesn't crash the whole market and she did in the end try and most most projects didn't survive that a lot of people had to pivot i was doing film photography back in the early days i kind of had to pivot to more like collectible pixel art stuff and it was just for fun really but you know a lot of artists who didn't adapt to a new style new medium 
really didn't survive the that period kind of I, I kind of consider that like wave one was back in those days and then i i consider like yieldlings like wave two where you kind of have this new chapter in the algorand nft community i'm thinking right now you know we're starting to see other waves come in too but it's yeah i hope i hope you found the the history of that interesting oh my gosh um, dude i am i i it was way it was longer than i expected but it was way like like a, a really good story actually and i think <laughs> there's going to be quite a few people who are going to be like i think it's cool that, that people are going to be like well, who's saren and then you know we could kind of point to this i guess hear, yeah at least from one perspective <laughs> i try and just lay out like kind of what happened i, I don't really want to give like too much of like my opinion on things and and i probably got some facts wrong i but I, I tried to just lay out from my perspective. Well, and I'll I'll say this, it. I'll say this right now. I will have anybody. I if you listen to the first episode of this podcast, I kind of went after Lee Parsons a little bit, and I would happily have him <laughs> on this podcast. Lee, and that goes pod. out. That goes, Saren. If you are listening, I Get would have pod. you on in a second. That I was, would love to talk to you. That was the thing. Um, I don't think. I, the, pe- I don't think anyone heard my voices until like my voice until like a month ago. Like no one knew for sure who each other were. Voice chat wasn't right. really a thing, so I would be curious. A lot of people are don't I don't even know if Saren is is female, right? I don't right. know if it matters at this point. They're kind of a they're kind of a uh, kind of built up into like a Paul Bunyan esque like tall tale of like this person. Wow, but um, yeah. It could be just very myth, very role playing myth a lot. Like, uh... Right. Because I'm looking at it and I'm seeing like five, six different personas. Four of them are men. And they're one of them's female. Very so different. Like all way different. So who knows? It could be. The, the joke is the, the joke was, was for a while like maybe we're all Saren a little bit. You know what I mean? Like Saren. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're all. You know, we have that inside of it. You know, like that's so funny. <laughs> or you know, I, I'd say like, who knows? Maybe and I. I guess I've already Maybe interviewed Sarah. Right? You have that. This is, yeah. And, and I've, I've been interviewing you, Sarah this whole time. I had no and idea. You, and you've been Sarah this whole time, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you. Maybe it was you, because maybe you are Sarah. That's that's the that's the new. Um, Rumor I'm going to start spreading. Yeah. Hashtag honk honk. Hashtag I was Saren all along. Saren all along. Um, <laughs> Saren all along. Get it get it trending. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, um, go ahead. Did you have something? I was just going to say, you know, she left right around the time you showed up. I'm just saying. Coincidence? Dude, I'm willing <laughs> to take that on. I'm willing to be Saren's redemption arc and just I'm her. I'm Saren. Wow. Man, Alan, thank you so much for coming on, dude. This has been like, this is like this is like Franklin D. Roosevelt Roosevelt's like fireside chat. Like it's just been like I feel like my job is to interview you and instead I've just been sitting back and just blown away by this story and we had a whole bunch before this that was great too, but th- I'm so glad that you're, and I, I want you to come on again. Um, before you head out, do you want to plug anything? You kind of plugged moon dudes already, but um, maybe your Twitter handle or where people can follow you. Oh uh, yeah. Moon algo on Twitter. If, if you care. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I could plug a million things of people I, I really like, but um just uh, go if you if you're looking to buy an NFT, just go go support people that are your friends. I think the people that, that you enjoy interacting with, go go buy an NFT from them. That's good. That's good stuff. There's so many great people in this community, and I think you're one of them, man. Um, Thank you. As always, this has been Algo I'm Ryan, your host. Uh, at Vogel Troll on Twitter 
and uh, this has been Alan from Moon Dude joining us today. Thank you guys. See you next week.